God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. There's a lot to cover today. The stuff that was happening yesterday that we're going to report on today and and some of the stuff that's going to be happening today that was talked about yesterday. Um, my goodness. It's Orwellian. It's scary. We're living in a um, we're living at a time where we are at war. So many people walking the streets. I don't believe realize that what kind of war we're in, and what kind of takeover is happening. But the liberals, the radical liberals. The radical left wing is running the show. And what's concerning about it is they're becoming more authoritarian, more militant. They're becoming more violent. Our justice system that is supporting it, our media is gaslighting America into believing false truths. Things that aren't true. They're gaslighting America. Our politicians are lying to us. And it's not stopping. It's not, you know, we're not getting any reprieve from this. No matter how much we voice our grievances or no matter how much we take matters into our own hands and and we're seeing that but it's getting to the point where words aren't enough the words aren't enough that we need to get physical that we need to get out there and we need to take initiatives and the initiatives must 
be taken on foot in the trenches. I was admiring this patriot in New York City who was going door to door from shop to shop and basically empowering each and every business to not comply with the vaccine mandates. And there were some police officers, New York police officers, that said, I won't be enforcing these mandates. Now, you hear these numbers about vaccinated, and they're all over the place. I just heard uh, today on Fox and Friends, blacks are at about 40%, whites are at about 50%, fully vaccinated. And then Asians are about 60, 65%. Not one number with 70%. Again, they need that 70% number. They need it. In order to get corporations to bully us into submission. And the reason why they need the corporations to do their dirty work is because their corporations are private businesses that don't need to be held down by the Constitution. They're not going to pass it as a law. And they can't enforce it. The Constitution's so clear. They would lose every case. You mean to tell me that it's in the name of health? That you're going to give me a social credit score system? You're lying. And I know you're lying because I just saw the Fauci emails that indicates that the guy that was guarding the Fox house is the Fox himself. The guy that financed the gain-of-function research that caused all this mess to begin with in Wuhan was the guy that, uh, that that's now writing the scripts for our diagnosis. Wear a mask. He first said, don't wear a mask. Then he said, do wear a mask. He first said, asymptomatic spread is rare, if it happens at all. Your viral load, if it's low, you're not symptomatic. If your viral load is low, you can't really spread anything because the viral load, the virus is not there. It's not loaded for bear. So, and he said this on tape. Then all of a sudden, after 50 years of believing that, because it was politically motivated, you have Fauci saying, no, no, check. We got got to get a correction on this one. I was wrong for the last 50 years. This virus is different. Why is it different, Dr. Fauci? Why? Because it was man-made, socially engin- uh, bioengineered? Is that why? It doesn't behave like a natural virus that evolved from bat stew? No? You mean you injected certain things that made it more likely to spread because of your gain-of-function bullcrap? So you got this gain-of-function, created a monster in a Frankenstein laboratory, and it gets out. And then yesterday we talked about it. The 201 event indicates that this was by intent. The evidence, if I were weighing this in court, if I were to litigate this in court... The evidence is clear that they would lose. 
They would lose. The reason why they would lose is because there's so much evidence that it was more intentional than otherwise. And, and the winners were all radical commies, socialists. I was listening to a story told, it's a military story, where there was this sick group of people that got put into like a, uh, a section at a base. And next thing you know, they were called the leopards or the leprosy. I wrote this down. I said, I said, it's pretty, uh, pretty lame, but since when is it that the healthy man minding his own business is treated, is the guy treated as the outlier, as if he has leprosy by an untrusted authority? And that's what we're up against. That's what they're facing in Australia. That's what they're facing in Canada. In Australia, they use the term New World Order. This is a whole sick monstrosity from globalism. When, glo- when Trump took power, he was calling the globalists out on their faces. You're deadbeat. You didn't pay your rent. He said that at NATO. You're getting all the goodies from NATO and you're talking all the big talk. You're building all these grandiose buildings, but you're not even paying your bills. Germany, they hated Trump. He wasn't one of them. But he made NATO better because everybody started to have to pay. And when they all do the tough love and they all contribute, they all start paddling. They all start rowing. They all start pedaling. It takes a team, whether you like it or not. Platitudes don't get it done, son. So we're faced with a government that we don't trust, ordering us to do things we don't believe. Not only that, but they're untested. I read a meme that says, you know, the same people that are saying it's bad to take, you take a, uh, a, drug, a drug made for horses. Ivermectin is what they're talking about. Of course, Joe Rogan's telling you, hey, the doctor prescribed it to me. It's a valid drug that's been taken by millions of people. Yeah, there are ivermectins for people and there are ivermectin for horses. The same people that are lying to you about that want you to take a drug that wasn't even tested by animals. This, this uh, vaccine wasn't even tested by animals properly. And now they're talking about the boosters and two FDA officials, of course, they resigned. They don't want you to take. WHO doesn't recommend the booster. And what is up with everybody loving Pfizer, which has like a 39% efficacy rating? Why is that even good? You fail when it's 39%. When you get a 39% on your paper, it's an F. Just mean to tell you. You got to get like a 60 plus to get a D minus. So why is it acceptable that they're going to now force feed 
And that's what's happening today. The reason why that's so important is because Jen Psaki said yesterday that Biden today was going to make an announcement, a six-point plan related to COVID mandates. This is a vaccine mandate. If this killer, if this virus was such a killer, why do they keep on trying to impress us on how dangerous it is? Why do they keep exaggerating the numbers? And why is it always the liberals that are pushing this doom and gloom fear? Because they want to control you. They want to control your every aspect of living. They want to control it with a vaccine passport because that's ultimately a social credit score system. They want to control your GPS movements. They want to control what you buy. They want to control your health records. They want to control what you learn in school. They want to control your ability to live. They want to control your currency and your money. They want to control your credit. They want you to be obedient. Why? I have the answer to the why. Remember I said that in order to have socialism, you would have to crush the middle class? Because with a strong middle class, it's always the same principle. Just like the wall works or the wheel works, this is always the principle. You could always, always rest your hat on this. You cannot have communism and fascism and socialism and government control of your life if you have a strong, dominant, vibrant, working, independent thinking, middle class. And every word I just used is important. Dominant means you're 60%. Vibrant means you're working, you're thriving. Independent thinking means you have your freedom. So if you're a middle class and you're, you're the body of the country, that's the way America always has been. That's what America is all about. That's 60%. Now you have, in a normal society, maybe, and I don't, I'm not an expert on this subject, but when, when you get to it, you can imagine a 20% impoverished class, below the poverty line. And you can also talk about 20% elite class, a wealthy class. Maybe upper, upper middle instead of upper middle. So there's upper middle, there's middle, there's lower middle. That's the middle class. That's 60%. Those are people that are working. They got their medical coverage. They're having babies. They're getting modest houses. They got their lawnmower. They got their white picket fence. They're planning on building a deck. They might get a pool one day. They're going to get some new furniture maybe a ping pong table. They're going to get all this stuff. They're going to go on a family vacation and they're happy. They're going to pray where they want to pray. They're going to go to church where they want to go. They're going to send their kids to the right schools. 
They're going to pay their taxes. They're going to contribute to their communities. They're going to vote. This is the way, this is Mayberry, man, right? Mayberry. It's going to be one of these, you know, happy town USA. It's what it's all about. Nobody's a racist in that town. Not like out in Venice Beach where you got some libtard in an ape suit chastising a black Republican candidate, Larry Elder, and throwing eggs at him and swiping fist left hooks at his security detail. But nobody wants to talk about the racist left. You know, the same people that were doing that were the same people, the liberal state and local officials in the South that wrote the Jim Crow laws. The same people that supported slavery, Jefferson Davis. The same people that supported segregation, Democrat Governor George Wallace. It's always been the Democrats. The last KKK member that was beloved by Biden and Hillary was Senator Robert Byrd from West Virginia, a Democrat. Yet these Democrats somehow has still support segregation. They're doing it now with vaccines, vaccine passports. If you don't sign up for our controversial, experimental, untested, unverified, seemingly not effective vaccine, you are going to be punished. That's going to happen today. Today it's going to happen. But is it? If you bow to that, you will be making a grave mistake. Do not bow to that. I won't bow to that. They can throw me in jail. I don't even care. I am not going to bow to that. I am not going to submit to that. I'm a perfectly normal person healthy person with a bad back walking around and they want to treat me like I have leprosy? Leave me the hell alone. Leave me alone, government. They want to treat me like I have leprosy? They want to chastise me because I'm not obedient? I'm not compliant? I don't believe what they believe? And everybody that pushes all this crap is a radical left liberal lunatic. And I'm not, in, I'm not inspired by it. I'm not driven by it. I don't want it in my life. And that's the thing that I hate the most about this whole mess that we're in. I read to you that, that sort of poem last week. And it's the, the sleeping guy. It's the, it's the guy that just wants to be left alone. He wants his life. He wants to live his life. He doesn't want to be told what to do. And once you wake him up, and once he starts pulling the trigger, and whatever metaphorical trigger that is, once he starts swinging, once he stands up and fights, and once there is blood, And once there is sweat, 
And once there is tears, this person's not going to quit until the job is done. Because that's what strong, vibrant, independent thinking, middle class people do. They finish the job. Again, you cannot have socialism with a healthy, vibrant middle class. They are trying to crush the middle class. And they're acting like the Taliban when they do it. Are they tearing down statues like the Taliban is doing right now? Yes. They just tore down Robert E. Lee. I was never a fan of Robert E. Lee. But the statue was in Richmond. And there it stood for many, many years. They're tearing it down. I don't know. I I think that we learn from our mistakes and our history. But the Democrats want to erase all of their mistakes. Because Robert E. Lee was a Democrat who fought for slavery against the Union, which was inspired by the first Republican candidate, Abraham Lincoln. Inspired again by the Emancipation Proclamation. See, the Republican Party was started and established by a guy named Fremont in 1854 at Eighth and Locust in Philadelphia, outside, inside the Music Fund Hall, where they ran against a Democrat, Buchanan, in 1856, and they lost. They lost their first time out. And in 1860, they won. Their first time they, they won. Abraham Lincoln was the president. And they shot him. A liberal, John Wilkes Booth, shot him in the head. My goodness. All because he wanted to abolish slavery. And on a placard in Philadelphia, outside of the Music Fund Hall, it's still there. You can go and visit and see it. Guess what? It says that the Republican Party was founded on the principle of abolishing slavery. And here we are in 2021, out in, supposed to be liberal California, right? The free California. People dressed up in ape suits, white people, throwing eggs at a black Republican candidate. If that doesn't get your blood boiling, I don't know what. Now, the news didn't cover it because... It doesn't play to their narrative. But if that was a Trump supporter wearing a MAGA hat and somehow, oh, well, we kind of saw that play out in Chicago, didn't we? With Jesse Smollett making crap up. Jesse Smollett time. (laughs) It was a joke. Guess who fell for that too, by the way? The vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris, who, by the way, finished fifth place in California. And somehow she's to go out and help Gavin Newsom with his numbers. There's so much election rigging going on out there, it's uh, not even funny. So we are going to read some tweets today. Um, But before I do, I want to get to uh, just some of the highlight notes. So today's announcement is going to be hard on the unvaccinated. And I say, do not comply. There's a really great tweet that basically said, it was actually an article, and I'm going to read it to you. Uh, it was by the Federal, in the Federalist. And it, it basically said, the, my biggest grievance for having to wear the mask 
is because I feel like I have, I'm wearing a lie on my face. I thought that was profound. Profound. What else in my notes here? So, oh yeah, one other thing I wanted to say about Fauci. Does anybody, raise your hand if you, if you agree with this. Does anybody believe that Fauci is protected? I think most people are going to say yes. But how is he protected? I believe that Fauci was working on a bioweapon in coordination with China. And I think he's protected by the CIA and the military intelligence because this bioweapon, just like I think it was Einstein that was working on an atom bomb, the H-bomb, the atoms and the bomb. It was these scientists. They were protected too. What if they had a lab explosion right in the United States? And what if it was the case that, oh, we'll sign off on that bioweapon so long as you do it in China, someplace far away, where it wouldn't hurt us as a country exclusively. Because one thing about a pandemic, if you're the only country that's being infected, you're going to go down and all the other countries are going to pick up the the slack. And you're going to be no longer the world superpower. You'll be a, a third world power. So they probably saw it as too much risk. But I believe that Fauci is protected by the military. And I think he's protected by the intelligence apparatus. Which means he's protected by the State Department because the State Department and the CIA are hand, work hand in glove. And the NSA and the Pentagon work hand in glove and the FBI and the Department of Justice work hand in glove. I think this was a military operation of sorts that was shut down because it was dangerous. And that danger became a reality. This is a theory. But put your head around that for a second. I think this theory holds some water. And I've thought about it. I I actually have mentioned the Fauci military intelligence CIA connection months ago. I think I even tweeted about it months ago. But the more I think about it, it's hard to get your head around a conspiracy where the government is doing some sort of an experimental thing to control people. I think that there were private industries financed by people like Bill Gates that understood that these things might happen. It could very well be that Fauci, when he said, I believe a pandemic could happen, knew the risks involved with a military experiment for a bioweapon. And this is a theory, once again, but one worth discussing. And I think it's, imp- it's possible that the intentions weren't as conspiratorial as we originally thought. 
And I think that's an interesting concept because, and, and it could have very well been then that the, the uh, once the stuff hit the fan, there was somebody to pick up the pieces and exploit the opportunity. Never let a good crisis go to waste. So there's these pharmaceutical companies that were going to step in. And there was patents on 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 vac- these vaccines before the vac the, before the you know before these things happened. There was um COVID test kits that were developed in 2017. So when you think about all the little bits and pieces, that if you were putting together a case, I think you would have to at least say, I can make that a plausible argument that could add up. I can argue that case. I can argue that point. There's a lot of other competing arguments, but let's not discount that. The reason why we see people like Hillary Clinton or Anthony Fauci acting so cavalierly, fearlessly, unworried, I think it's because they already know that they're untouchable. They already know that the fix is in. That this is a cover-up of epic proportions. Now the question could be that they did this and they pulled one over on President Trump and rather than President Trump take the blame for a botched military experiment, he agreed to work with people like Fauci to profiteer with his friends in the universities and the pharmaceutical, medical industries and play it out to the hilt and make trillions of dollars. I just don't know about that. I don't know all of these pieces, but I've been studying this for over, I would say, you know, since the beginning. And I've seen so much information. And I try to connect these dots And these are dots that connect pretty interestingly. And it does explain why it is that they would have patented or made available vaccine kits or COVID testing kits before the COVID ever was known. And it could explain the 201 event. And it could explain Fauci's comments that he believes a pandemic is likely. It could explain why it was done in China rather than here in the United States. It could explain why China threatened to out new information that said this was actually in a, in a military base in North Carolina. I mean, we forget about all these little details. These are things that are just coming off the top of my head. I didn't even know when I started this show that I was going to go this deep into this subject. It's something that I've been talking with about, uh, for talking with people for a while about. 
so I'm well-versed and well-aware. But it's a little conspiratorial, but not really. Because I think that to imply that this is so organized as to take over the world population, and it's so risky because of world conflict and people rising up, I think that's a conspiracy too. I mean, so I think this could be a military operation that went south. And that Fauci, and I said this yesterday in a tweet, and you can read my Twitter. I'll be back on Facebook in about three or four days, I guess. But um, I said, name another person that's as well-versed in managing bureaucracies than a 40, 50-year veteran within the medical industry working at NIH. I don't think you'll, I think you would be hard-pressed to find a man alive that could work the bureaucracies who has the connections of the big investors like Gates, that has the connections with the universities like Fauci has, the scientists, the ones that can pull off stuff like this, the NGOs and the non-governmental organizations that can facilitate financing and move money around in a way that's legal. Because we all saw that NIH never wanted their money to go directly to gain a function. They wanted to go to someone like DAZAC and the ECHO uh, group, ECHO Alliance group. So that's interesting, right? So Fauci's the guy. He's not really a great scientist anymore. He may have been one. I don't know. I think he's a bureaucrat that knows how to move pieces around within the government and navigate between the military and the health organizations, just like we see the CDC navigating with the teachers' unions with regard to mask mandates. Then it becomes also political because of all the money that's involved with candidacies. So this gets deep and complicated. It's the reason why the Washington, D.C. Beltway is one of the most expensive places to live. And I know because I live here. I don't think the quality of life is that great, especially when you have a two-bit mayor like Muriel Bowser. You know, or you got a state run like the state of Virginia, you know, with uh, blackface, KKK, conehead, Governor Northrum, and they're trying to elect again a former governor of Virginia that was big friends with the Clintons, McAuliffe. It's a mess. And the Northern Virginia liberals are so liberal, it's unbelievable. But think about everything I just said about Fauci. He's the guy that can move the pieces around to pull off this stuff. Whether Trump was aware or Trump wasn't aware because he green-lighted the gain-of-function, I think, during Trump's transition in January 2017. And in addition to that, I think that they were basically working with the military to do this. Now, the other uh, issue that's a big story is that, you know, 
one of the things that my liberal friends would tell me is they want to see a more unified country. They want to see America more unified. And they sa- I said, so what, what possibly could you like about Biden? This was before the election. And their answer to me was, I want to see a more unified country. I think that, and they said this to me, which I completely disagreed with. I think Biden can unite the country. <laughs> That's what they said. Well, now, fast forward to today, and guess what happened? He's firing Kellyanne Conway, McMaster, uh, Spitzer, Spitzer, uh, Spicy, they call him, right? The press, press secretary, um, Sean Spicer, and uh, a couple of others. And they're firing these Trump appointees to these military boards. They were bipartisan boards. Never in the history has anyone been so polarized, polarizing in terms of political bias. And you could even make the argument to allow this uh, whole COVID thing and these vaccine passports and the, these mandates to become so political means that whatever it is as a politician, you did not do your job right. I'll argue that right now. But it's obviously political, right? So I'm going to go back to some of these tweets. I'm going to read some of them because they're quite good. By the way, um, yesterday we actually mentioned things that weren't getting done, like Durham's report, the AZ audit. Well, yesterday there was something that came out about a caucus sweeping it wasn't related to the AZ audit that came out and revealed some. No one's questioning whether fraud happened in Arizona or not. It's just questioning what's going to be done about it. And I don't even care um, so much about. I know fraud happened. No one will ever change my mind that fraud happened. The fact is, if we end up doing the same stupid stuff that we did last time, then nothing will have been achieved. I want to see the machines being banned. I want to see voter ID. I want to see exactly what, kind of like what Texas is doing, only they're too lenient still. Still, I don't like mail-in balloting. I want voter ID. I want voter ID for everything. But I want to see something else. I want to see casino cameras above every single person who's doing signature verification or taking in a mail-in ballot and separating the uh, signature envelope from the ballot. I want a casino-like operation, like you're in Vegas. And they, they have a camera that can rotate and move above every single worker that's, that's working the um, envelopes. Every single worker that's working the computer machines. Every single worker that's counting a ballot. I want to see cameras everywhere. Now, that's not too much to ask. You know, we need more cameras to see if these individuals are truly running the same ballots through the same counting machine, tabulators. I want to see it. And until I see that, 
Nobody's really going to try. I want casino cameras in every polling counting system. Cameras are so cheap. They are cheap as beans. And you put them up and you make them available. And I don't want any of this business about Jeffrey Epstein where the cameras were broken. No. If that happens, you throw out all the votes. The other issue, speaking of Jeffrey Epstein, Technofog wrote a report. says, how do we assess the deceit of the public health? health of, oh, no, no, no. There was another report that, that came out where they're starting to reveal the names uh, related to the Jeffrey Epstein case. That's kind of interesting, too. All right, so we're going to read some tweets, and it's kind of interesting <clears throat> here where it says this. Emerald Robinson wrote this. So this was uh, basically, well, we're going to get to, I'm going to go back a little further. All right, so I'm going to get to a couple of my tweets. And this is a tweet. It says, Protect our constitutional rights. It says, I'm COVID recovered, about to, about to be fired for refusing the jab. At times I want to cave, but as a breastfeeding mother, I cannot live with myself if my baby was injured due to this untested vax tainting my breast milk. Studies do not support its safety for infants, yet alone breast milk. I actually think it also infects um, um, fertility. And that's another concern because the people behind vaccines also um, also want to reduce the world's population, like Bill Gates, right? So that's another big concern of mine. I said this, AZ audit has fallen to bribery. Results will support the narrative of the highest bidder. Candidates fundraising off of this corruption should lose all support no matter what coattails they exploit. There has been too many profiteers who have exploited the 2020 rigged election. No doubt that election fraud is how Biden was able to show up in New Jersey. No doubt that election fraud is how Biden was able to show up in New Jersey yesterday, playing the role as president to a crowd of zero supporters while being heckled by people who hate how he handled Afghanistan. The delays with the AZ audit are a strong indicator of bribery and fraud. You know, one other thing about that is Jen Psaki yesterday said something to the effect, we can't just bring planes in not knowing who's on the planes. Well, they did it with the open border all summer long. See, the problem with the Dems is the hypocrisy. One week, they say it's okay. The other week, they say it's no. My body, my choice. Okay when it comes to killing babies, but it's not okay when it comes to vaccines. Right? You can't have it both ways. And the same thing is true with them not wanting to work with not non, these organizations that are tr- getting Americans out of Afghanistan. And then they talk about how bad and intolerant the Taliban is. But here at home, they're just as evil and intolerant as the Taliban. You will be punished if you don't get this experimental vaccine. 
And we will tear down all the statues that remind us of our history, the history that was actually perpetrated by the Democrats. The history that's being torn down is from Democrats, leaders. So actress Rose McGowan has attacked Oprah as a total fraud and now is putting Hillary Clinton on notice. You represent no flag, no country, no soul. You eat hope. You twist minds. I've been in a hotel room with your husband and here comes the bomb. So that's like a story. I'm just going up my Twitter feed. There's a picture of Bo Bo Bergdahl and the four Taliban out of the five that we released for his swap. More proof of Democrat voter ignorance and their beloved Obama's their beloved Obama's hate for America. Four Taliban members swapped for Bo Bergdahl, now an Afghan government. Democrat voters and their globalist counterparts support terrorist groups. All right. And then I'm going to get to the stuff that happened since yesterday. The Associated Press was forced to issue a correction over a story about ivermectin because it used information provided by the Mississippi Department of Health that 70% of recent calls to the Mississippi Poison Control Center were from people using ivermectin. The real number was 2%, not 70%. It's ridiculous. So Emerald Robinson writes, it's always been perfectly obvious that COVID-19 came from the Wuhan lab, but America's national, America's national security state didn't want you to know that your tax dollars funded bioweapons, research done by the Chinese Communist Party. That's why everybody keeps lying. Okay? My response to that was, scientists like Fauci who specialize in financing secret bioweapons by navigating and coordinating the complexities of government bureaucracies, global investors, and specialized medical and university scholars who are easily persuaded by grant funding are also protected by the CIA and our military intelligence. How do you like that? It's what we've been talking about. So Benny writes, if Fauci can get away with lying under oath, just imagine how much he lies when he isn't under oath. So there was a win. They were trying to get into a school without a mask. This sheriff was nice enough to say, look, you're not supposed to go in without a mask. I'm not going to be able to stop you. Um, They ended up walking in. They said, be kind and respectful but don't comply with unlawful mask mandates when you are a tax-paying citizen protected by constitutional rights. Al Webb wrote, Breaking, the city of Tucson is halting its COVID-19 vaccine mandate for its employees after the state's attorney general declared it illegal. That's in Arizona. The Bradford file writes, If Fauci was a Trump supporter, he would already be in federal prison. Rick Grinnell writes, The Biden Doctrine. Leave 10% behind. Disclosed TV writes, Just in, electricity prices hitting new all-time records in the UK and Spain amid low wind generation, high gas, and CO2 emission allowance prices. By the way, they're talking about beef, pork, and poultry as the, driving the, the inflation numbers. Well, think about that. That's middle-class food. 
that's uh, another attack on the middle class and something we got to address. It's called biflation, not inflation, biflation, where you're targeting one specific group, people trying to raise their families on a well-balanced diet. So Technopog writes, how do we assess the deceit of public health officials like Dr. Fauci and Dr. Francis Collins? By first observing the lies, that the lies are evidence of guilt. So the lies are evidence of guilt. So Lauren Bobart writes, Joe Biden wants to spend $6.4 billion to resettle his unvetted Afghans across America. If we have 95,000 refugees, that's about 67,000 per person. This is the same guy who tried to charge Americans $2,000 a piece to get home. Cat Turd writes, 75% of Americans have at least one jab now, but the media is reporting worst surge in history. How do you get the worst surge when the White House is saying 75%? If this doesn't mathematically add up to you, it's because you passed second grade. I mean, basically, they're saying that it's getting worse than ever. And supposedly, more people are vaccinated than ever. I've said two things. The vaccinated mutation is the Delta variant, and the Delta variant isn't as grossly infectious. The viral load's not as bad, it's not as deadly. But it's hard to stop because it was mutated by a bioengineered virus and a bioengineered RDNA. Apparently, the Johnson & Johnson is, is a, more of a vaccine than the Pfizer and the Moderna, which are R, R, RMAs or RDNAs, They're, uh, which you should not take, in my opinion. So Cassandra writes, they also make ivermectin for humans, but CNN and celebrities think you're too stupid to know that. John D. writes, the audit results are starting to feel like the Durham report. Oh, is Dawson fielded and unsealed the complaint uh, related to Jeff, uh, Jeffrey Epstein and all the lists? So I said this, Scott Adams writes, the invisible hand of structurally motivated language change can create an environment which is then helped along by social groups and unions, then used as social markers. The latest update by the CDC is a blatant attack on culture, civility, and morality. And we have some tweets about some libtards in California that are just acting crazy. But I was I was going to play some of these. It's not worth it, really. Um, this is this is disgusting. Here, let's take a listen to. It's a minute long. We're running out of time. I want to read these. No lie, no lie with Brian Tyler Cohen. Breaking: President Biden has ordered Kellyanne Conway, Sean Spicer, and H.R. McMaster to resign by tonight to be or be fired from a military academy board Trump appointed them to. So that's also disgusting. That's a divisiveness of America. Sean Spicer's going to sue. Eric Matheny writes, If the veil wasn't lifted when Fauci and crew said nothing about seven 
months of Black Lives Matter riots, but cry on CNN about a college football game. I have no idea what is it's going to take. We're all being played. We're all being played. So, the top reason, oh, this is the Federalist, okay. So this is a great, this is a great article to me. It says, the top reason I hate masks is they force me to live by lies. Being forced to wear a mask is being forced to communicate that I support treating COVID-19 as if it should take priority over everything else in my life. That's not only false, it's evil. Think about that again. I'm going to read that one more time. That, to me, was one of the most profound things I read in the last 24 hours. The top reason I hate masks is they force me to live by lies. Being forced to wear a mask is being forced to communicate that I support treating COVID-19 as if it should take priority over everything else in my life. The government's doing that, but we're not doing that to ourselves. That is the biggest problem. So Tim Young writes, if Biden's six-pronged plan doesn't close the southern border and only attempts to control American citizens, he could shove all those prongs up as you know what. Tim Swain writes, if it was really a deadly pandemic, they wouldn't have to remind you every time they go on TV that it's a deadly pandemic. There'd be evidence all around you to prove it. And Robert O'Neill, the guy who killed Osama bin Laden, says, am I the only one who's had enough of this crap? And Rick Grinnell writes, nope. Cambry writes, the Taliban is removing statues just like the Democrats are. And Spencer Brown writes, Jen Psaki is suddenly very concerned with vetting evacuees from Afghanistan when it comes to charter planes being held by the Taliban after previously allowing almost anyone on the government airlift flights out of HKIA. Right? Robbie Starbuck says, when Saki says it depends on if you're vaccinated or not, at the end of this, it feels like a scene of in a dystopian movie. Don't know what the, these new rules will be, but clearly the White House is focused on how to force compliance with their agenda. Too bad, we will not comply. It's very important that we do not comply. Charlie Kirk writes, we will not comply. We will not be vaccinated against our will. The Biden regime is declaring war on us. Buckle up. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of our show. My name's Scott Adams. Be sure to check out our podcasts over at scottadamshow.com. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye. Just to bury my kids right up to their neck.